Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, and for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. Today we're going to talk about keeping Jesus in your house. Victoria led us to bring Jesus to the table with us as we gather this week, and so we're really talking about building your house on the foundation of faith. You all have a handout this morning. This is Otis. These are Otis goods, so just track with me on this. Uh, that, that top part, I just want you to ignore it. Online, you will not have this, but if you'll email me, dusty at thegrovefc.com, I'll send you the PDF, all right? And so building your house on the foundation of faith. Let's kind of tie the two weeks together. So Victoria last week talked to us about bringing Jesus to the table, and really the recipe was love. That was Matthew 22. And her three points were let your love be warm and welcoming, let your love be undistracted and enjoyed, and let your love be pure and non-judgmental. If you were that way around your Thanksgiving table, will you raise your hand? That's nice. Good for you. Good examples of Jesus, right? And so today, keeping Jesus in your life, and I just want to pray one second before we transition to the message. Lord, thank you for your word, that it's true that we can base our lives upon it. I help you to ta- help us take, ask you to help us take action today, Lord. Help us to not leave the same. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. And so the question today is, what does it take to keep Jesus at the center of your life? What does it take to put him right there? And that meaning in your house, in your marriage, as a mom or a dad, as a coworker or a boss, what does it mean to keep Jesus at the center? And today we're going to be in Colossians chapter three. So if you want to turn there, you actually have Colossians three right there in front of you, but it's not the one I'm going to share with you because if you look real closely, that's the OFV, Otis Family Version. Okay. So how I got to Colossians chapter three. This, this is really a big deal for me, and, and part of my story is huge. I spent um, 19 years ago, I found myself single as an early, as a 20-year-old dude, okay? 20, 21, 21. And I spent the next three years being single intentionally because I knew that my relationship with God was not right. And I knew that he was not the sinner. And I knew if I was going to move forward, if I was going to build a life on faith. Now, I was in ministry, so, so that's great. And you can check boxes real easy when you do this, because when you're in ministry, your church is also your work, can also be your relationship. And so one thing can be three. And that's how you, that's how it becomes religion and just religious activity. Okay. And so as I was trying to figure out what God had called me to, who he'd called me to be, who I was, and as a son of, as a son of God, who I was, Colossians chapter three, God revealed and just slapped me right in the face with it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty good. And I'm a type A guy. And so I'm like, man, there are so many good bullet points here. Like, uh, this is my life. This is my life on paper. And this is how I'm going to go and and how it's going to roll, right? Now, I didn't know how that would play into marriage. I didn't know how that would play into having kids. I just knew, like, this is what I need to build my life on, right? And the reality was I knew if I was going to lead a wife, a kids, a house, I had to have a foundation because nobody's going to follow anybody who's, who's on a roller coaster of life, right? And so I want to look at Colossians chapter 3 really quickly. We're just going to hit 15 verses. And, and when I adopted this, it was the New King James, and it was Rules for Holy Living is what it was called. And Rules for Holy Living doesn't sound that attractive in 2022 because nobody likes rules, and holy tends to scare people because we feel like we're not good enough. God, if you know Jesus, he calls you holy and blameless, and rules really isn't that way. And so 
The NIV, here we go. The NIV says, living as those made alive in Christ. Okay? And that's a little bit better. And so here we go. Verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So that means fix your focus, right? If I'm constantly focused on the things of the world, that's a struggle for me, and I'm going to find myself dealing with the world as opposed to walking with God. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, and you will also appear with him in glory. Your life is hidden. What does that mean? You are covered with the blood of Jesus. So now when God sees you, he sees you through the blood of his son, not as the, as the person you see in the mirror. There's this real thin coat of blood that covers you, and Christ now, or God now sees you as a son or a daughter of the king. So then now that you've been covered and you've been set apart, you've been made new, put to death, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, set your sights above, right? However, you can see all these things around you, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, now here's the thing. I saw that as a 21 year old, like, ooh, I should probably do that. And then verse six says, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Yes, sir, I will do it, right? That scared the crap out of me. Verse seven, used to walk in these ways. Yes, I did. I used to walk in these ways. I once lived this way, but now you must rid yourself of all such things, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Get rid of that stuff. It only keeps you tied to the world. Here it is, big one. This is what me and Heather built our marriage on. Verse nine, do not lie to each other. Be honest. Since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator, and that says daily, every single day. Here on earth, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised and circumcised, barbarian, Scythian, save or free, but Christ is in all, is all, in all. We are family. Everybody say family. Therefore, as God's chosen people, say, I'm chosen. Holy, holy, there it is again. Holy and dearly loved, clothe clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. By the way, when you know Jesus, you walk in this. This is how we walk with compassion and gentleness and faithfulness. Those are also the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is evident in your life when you know who Jesus is. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If anyone has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's, That's for everybody today, right? And, uh, and over all these virtues, put on love, which ties to Victoria's message last week. We're going to walk in love. And above everything, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect unity. Love covers everything. And we're coming home. Verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Verse 15, 16, and 17 are really really what we talk to our kids about and how we lead our life. Verse 15 says, be thankful. Verse 16 says, keep thankful. And verse 17 says, thank God. Thank God we shared on social media with you this week. Let the peace of Christ rule your hearts as members of one body. You were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with wisdom, psalms, hymns. This is why we worship with gratitude in your hearts to God. Everybody say gratitude. We got one more, yeah. And whatever you do, here we go. This, verse 17 and verse 23 are essentially the same, and we're going to stop right here. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So 15, be thankful. 16, keep thankfulness in your heart. And 17, thank God. All right? And so then there is what I found. 
And so I based my life on that, and that was about it for a couple years. And then I got married. And here's how Heather and I got here. I saw Heather. She was working her way through Bible college. She was working at Texas Roadhouse. And I had this um, intern who was living with me. So every Friday, I would take him out to eat at Texas Roadhouse. And I found out one, she was my soulmate from the beginning, right? Like, look at her. So immediately there was a soul connection. Like my mind said, yes, Lord. But our hearts weren't connected yet. And so I say, after one night, I asked her to coffee. She says, yes. And we drive around Tulsa and talk until 4.30 that night. And that night we dreamed together. We made a list of things we were going to do together. We were getting married that night. It was amazing. It was amazing, right? And so then... A couple months later, I drive her to Kentucky for spring break. I haul a piano to her house, which was just a blessing. And it wasn't. The, heavy, the piano was really heavy. And it was in my new truck that I really didn't like getting scratched up with the new piano. Okay? So I drive the piano. I meet her parents. And her parents, uh, I'm asking to have her hand in marriage. I want to propose to her. And so after a really long session being grilled by her parents, her dad says, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, I just happened to pull out Colossians chapter 3, and I said, this is what I'm doing, boss, right here. I'm doing Colossians 3. This is how we're going to live our lives. This is what I'm going to lead, and this is how we're going to do this. Colossians chapter 3 is engraved on the inside of her wedding ring, so the next morning I wake her up. It's Easter morning that year. It's March 27th was Easter, and, uh, which is crazy because Easter's never in March. And I wake her up, and I cut the middle of a rose out because I'm romantic, and I put her ring in the middle of it, and I woke her up. She just had bedhead, and she looked amazing. I had to ask permission to go into her room, by the way. And I come and I give her rose. I say, hey, wake up. And she doesn't even know her name yet, but I say, hey, will you marry me? And she's like, oh, uh, yes. Yes, I will. Like, do I look good? Yes. And so she says yes, and we get married, right? Now, the foundation of what we believed, I gave her this. I didn't give her this version. I gave her the old rules for holy living version. So I gave her her ring, and then I framed this. Colossians chapter 3, I said, hey, this is what we're going to do, babe. We're going to build our life on this, okay? We're talking about keeping Jesus in your house, okay? And so here's how our family got here. We get married, and we hang that rules for holy living up on the wall, and it kind of stays there for a couple years until we have a baby. And then when Oscar comes, it's like, oh, man, this just got real because now it's just not me and Heather because when you're married without kids, it's kind of like you do your thing and I do my thing. You go to work and I do this. I'll pay these bills. You pay those bills, and there was a partnership. We had a really good partnership, but we weren't really one yet. And so what I asked her to do is I said, hey, we should, we should take, having Oscar now, we need to take a little two-day mini break. Let's unplug from life, and let's go, let's go merge our lives together. What we were supposed to do the day we got married, let's do that now. And so we go and we park in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which is a unique place, and we take this two-day two retreat, and we dream about how we're going to raise our kids, and what is it going to take? And we go right back to Colossians chapter 3, which is what God put on my heart as a 20, between 20 and 21-year-old. And here's what we pulled out of Colossians chapter 3. And here's why me and Heather had to sit down, by the way. The reality is this. You're never going to change what you refuse to confront. You will never change what you refuse to confront. And so if I like my way, and she likes her way, and we don't want to we don't want to do this together. We don't have to. And we can keep that great partnership. And we can say that we were soulmates, but there's disconnection at the heart, right? We knew better. We knew better that day. Hang on. There's something off. I love you. You love me. We're one big happy family. Barney reference. Okay. And in that, we knew that if we we're ever going to build 
and build right. It was going to take God being at the center of what we were doing. And so we actually had to come together instead of just appear together. How many of you guys know people who appear together, but they are not together? You know what I'm saying? And so we knew that we were just appearing together, but we weren't really together. And so it was time to come together. And so we had to create our way. Our way, which is the Otis way. It's what we call it, but it's really God's way because it's Colossians chapter three. And so we had to create our way instead of my way because here's the reality in a relationship. A lot of people think relationships are 50-50, okay? I'm gonna use this carpet for an example. Well, I'll give you 50 and you give me 50 and we'll come together right here on this sturdy right leg and this will be our 100. But when I'm 50 and she's 50, I'm really one foot in and one foot out. Half of me is committed. Half of me likes Dusty's way. Marriage, relationship, engagement, relationship with God is really 100-100. I'm all in and she's all in. So how do we get there? Because this 50-50 stuff is exhausting. It's exhausting because I'm always wrong when it's 50-50, okay? And so here's what we came down to. I'm just going to rattle these off really quickly because they're important. I said, Heather, what are the things, what are the core things that you hold true to that if the bullets are flying, your life is falling apart and everything is going south, what do you hold to? Honesty. Integrity. By the way, she was supposed to do this with me today, but we have a baby that's going to sleep, so... So she's over there. Honesty, integrity, hospitality. The way that Heather defines hospitality is love. It's love and communication. The way she defines communication is not the way I define communication. I think that's a lot of, a lot of the times we have problems is because we both think we're saying the same thing, but we're not because our definitions are different. So Heather valued those four things. For me, I'm honesty, honor, initiative, and teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work, Okay. And so I was like, all right, that's great. How do we put these together to make one? One. And here's what they came down to. Honor. If you know the values of this church, you know these. Honor, honesty, hospitality. When these three are present, unity exists. Because I'm not pretending to be somebody that I'm not. Right? And so that's what we decided to build our marriage on. And these four, five little monkeys. Okay? So... Our way was the foundation of our family. It's our house. It's our house. And so here's how we live. You can go to your sheet right here. Go to how we live right here. There's a number right next to these. Here's what it says, how we live. We're going to be positive. That's verse two of Colossians three. We're going to be thankful. That's verse 15, 16, and 17 of Colossians chapter three. We're going to be honest. That's verse nine. It's the middle column. It's gold. Uh, bottom third of the page. We're going to be obedient. That's verse 20 of Colossians chapter three. Obedient to who? To God, to each other. We're gonna lead by example so these little monkeys will follow us, right? We're going to be obedient. We're gonna be respectful. That's verse eight of Colossians chapter three. And we're going to be encouraging. These are be because these are actions. We want these to be actions, okay? So if I'm gonna be positive, let's go to the column on the left. I need to think good thoughts. I if I'm going to be positive, I have to think good thoughts. That's verse two. Set my mind on things above, right? If I'm going to be thankful, I have to practice gratitude every day. I have to have an attitude of gratitude. I need to talk about the things I'm thankful for. If I'm going to be honest, I must tell the truth. I've got to tell the truth. I can't just say, man, it's great to be honest, okay? If I'm going to be obedient, I must be a good listener. 
I was a terrible listener for, for a decent part of our marriage, for at least the first three or four years. Terrible listener. I wasn't listening. Most of us struggle to listen to God. That's why we're upset, right? To listen to God, God whispers. He's not gonna yell at you. He's gonna say, hey. And if you're so busy and going so fast and the Metallica's cranked up, so you ain't gonna hear it, right? So then, be obedient. Be respectful. How can I be respectful? Be a good example. Have some manners, right? Honor everyone. And then be encouraging. This is verse 14. Love everyone. Love covers everything, right? And so when life happens, here's what, we go back to this. When life happens, we go back to this. These, how many are there? Six things. We go back to this. Victoria talked last week about the expectation we put on our kids and how we think our kids can only handle one thing at a time. That's malarkey, okay? When I took over, I, was, I coached Little League football, and I had all these dads who were calling these things different. Like, so a kid come in in third grade, and they're going to call it undie right. And I go in in fourth grade, and they call it liberty. And I go in fifth grade, and, and so these kids have to learn a new language every season, which is mind-blowing. But the reality is, if you just teach it, if you call it the same thing, we can actually add to it instead of teaching the same play every year, right? And so our kids can, can, can take and can grow and can consume and can do a lot more than we give them credit for. So six is not too many. A lot of people say five is as many as you can have if you're into life plans and all that stuff. You only have five. That's malarkey, okay? If you have the Bible, you can have the whole thing. So when life happens, the bullets are flying, crap's falling down, everything's going south. We go back to this. We go back to these six things. This is our way. How can we do this? Amos 3.3 assures us that people, <laughs> the two people cannot walk together unless they are in agreement. What's that mean? 100-100. There's agreement. It's not 50-50. Well, you won this one, so I'll take this one, right? Lest they walk in agreement. So it was no longer she and I, it was us. And they're no longer your kids when they do something wrong, right? They're your kids. They're our kids. And they're our kids always, right? And so then, this is the foundation of how we lead. It's the foundation of how we respond. It's the, how, it's the foundation of how we move forward in every situation. It's Colossians chapter three. So what we had then and what we have now is unity. We have a way and it's the oldest way and we're in 100% agreement on this, which relieves a lot of conversation and disagreement, by the way. And so the number one value in our house is rooted in our belief. We walk together. We walk together. Second Corinthians 6.14 says this. This is mind-blowing stuff. Do not be unequally bound together with unbelievers. What's that mean? Do not make mismatched alliances with people who you don't believe like, who people who are not like you. Do not make mismatched alliances inconsistent with your faith, with your heart, not your soul. Soulmates from the beginning, full attraction. She's my soulmate. Do not make alliances with people who are inconsistent with your faith. She was in Bible school, so I knew there was hope, okay? She could be pretending, but there was hope, right? For what partnership can righteousness have with lawlessness? It can't. Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? It can't. That's a struggle. That's the frustration you feel when you are unequally yoked, when it's Amos 3.3, when you are not walking in agreement. This is what you're going to face, right? And so how do we walk together? How do, we walk, how do I walk? How do we walk together? How do we walk together as a family? How do we walk together as a body of believers? Honor, always. Honesty, always. Hospitality, always. 
What's that mean? Those three things together, unity. Now, they're all three found in Colossians chapter 3. So this is how we remember them. This is how we lead them. And this is how we teach them. I'm from Oklahoma. There's this guy named Jim Thorpe from Oklahoma. If you know who Jim Thorpe is, raise your hand. Goodness gracious. You should look behind you. All right. Jim Thorpe is quite possibly the greatest athlete of all time. He played professional baseball, and he played professional football, and he was in the Olympics. He was the decathlete. He was a stud, okay? Jim Thorpe, if you're confused, this is how you spell his last name. You need to write Thorpe down because I'm telling you and showing you this guy's face for a reason. How do we remember this? How do we lead this? How do we move about in our life? Jim Thorpe. So he said, Thorpe, you guys are so welcome for this. The T is thankful. The T is thankful. Have an attitude of gratitude. Have an attitude of gratitude. Everything starts with thanks. When I start with thanks, my perspective changes. I tend to see things a little bit better. Why? Because it's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. That's it. Gratitude. The H is honesty. It has nothing to do with Jim Thorpe, by the way. I just, we had these six and I had to make a word and we had to teach it. Okay. The H is honesty. Honest. Be your real authentic self. It's the most important thing you'll ever be every night. What's the most important thing you'll ever be? Yourself. Why? The world's full of copycats. There's nobody like you. Be you. Be you. You know why? Because there's freedom in that. There is freedom in that. How do I know that? There's this quote that says, if you never tell a lie, you never have to remember what you said. If you never lie, you never have to remember what you said. So you have to go, oh, it's like, what is it? Who cares what you said? You were telling the truth. Sometimes that hurts. It's okay. The O is obedience. We just talked about this. Follow through. Follow through. What's biblical obedience, Dusty? Love plus trust plus action. Love plus trust plus action, that equals obedience. The R is respect. Respect, honor everyone. Honor everyone. This is two part. Our kids are learning this, this second part. One, we're gonna give respect always, but we're also going to earn it. Respect is earned. We're going to earn it. We're gonna earn that by being an example. Respect Positive, we're going to be positive. This is really how we start our day. This is probably the rest of the message right here is positive because 80% of your thought process is negative and 12% is spent in comparison. So there's 8% that you're just like free rolling, okay? Positive, thoughts, words, actions. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become the example that you set for everybody to see. And when they find out that you know Jesus and you're being a clown, that doesn't work out well for us right? It just doesn't. And so then, where do we win the battle, guys? In our head. And then what do we do? What do we do with that thought? Thank you, Kaz. It's your birthday today. So then we're going to think positive because 80 is negative. Think positive. I'm going to speak that positive thought, even though it seems elementary. This is how we win in life. I'm going to believe that from my heart. And the reality is the more gospel, the more Bible, the more Colossians, the more who knows, the more Bible that's in my heart, the more I'm going to speak life. And then guess what? I get to walk it in my everyday life. Think, speak, believe, live. Those are the actions. And then I'm going to encourage, encourage, love everyone, speak life, speak life. So when you talk to our kids, 
People go, how are you, what do you do? How are you doing this? This is, I'm giving you everything right here. And you can take this, rip it off, steal it, it's yours, okay? It's, hundreds of other people have done the same. Our kids talk to you, and they do a couple of things. They're going to greet you, you're going to get a handshake, and they're going to speak some life. Hi, how are you? Handshake, hug, like your shoes, like your hair, you look good. And it's going to be genuine because it's going to be what they notice. What are we teaching them to be? Thankful, honest, obedient, respectful, positive, encouraging. Right? Heather and I did the exact same thing. So then there's an ad that says, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. Be encouraging. Fix your thoughts. Fix your focus. Stay positive. Here's the daily challenge. When life happens and things go wrong, do not go with them. Golly. Do you have many opportunities I had? I had an opportunity this morning just to be like, this sucks. But I'm here with you. Okay? Amen. Amen. When life happens and things go wrong, go back to Scripture, the gospel. <laughs> Don't go with that because that is earthly, okay? And so there's an old quote. Here's what it says. If you want to screenshot this, you totally can. It says, watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. You guys getting this? Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Your thoughts are taking you where you want to go. That's why the moment that you, have, you feel the imaginary buzz, everybody got that imaginary buzz, oh, phone just went like, No, false alarm. All of a sudden, our thighs start vibrating for some dumb reason. We feel it all the time, right? The moment I go to my phone, I'm chasing a thought, a screen, a beverage, a who cares? I'm chasing a thought, and that is going to take me somewhere. And so here's your action step for today. One, change the way you think. Verse two, verse two, set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. Change the way that you think. It's a process. Remember, you're soulish people. So we operate with our five senses and the things that we see, and we react to dumb things because we're soulish people. We have to address our soul, change the way we think, okay? Which in turn is going to change the way we speak. Stop, think about it. This is, Kaz at 10 is still learning this. Change the way you speak. Kaz likes to react really quickly and say dumb things before he slows down and go, hmm, should I say that? No, I do that too. Change the way you speak. That means you have to slow down, slow down and change the way that you act. Let these three compliment each other, and then they will in turn compliment you. This is called integrity. When all three of these things align, people know you as a person of integrity. Whoa, what they say and what they do and who they are. So what? It's like they're, the, they're this integrity. I'm going to close with this. I want you to use your guide. So now I want to cover Colossians chapter 3, the OFV with you, okay? If you have this, just bear with me because it's super important. By the way, this vision and mission and motto, that's Otis stuff. You don't have to follow that, okay? All this stuff down here we talked about, this is the Colossians chapter three I wanna show you, okay? What you need to know about this is you're not gonna find a Bible verse like this or a Bible chapter like this because this is Ephesians and this is Philippians and this is Colossians all merged together 
to complement what God is saying in Colossians chapter three. So here's the first point. What's verse two say? Be positive. Be positive. Life doesn't want you to be that. Enemies, people who are talking dirty about you on Facebook or who cares, they don't want you to be positive because they want to drag you in the muck that they're in. Shine that. Yeah, delete. Be positive. Here's, here's what Philippians says. Be positive. Think good thoughts. Set your mind on heavenly things. Things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Be positive. Go straight to verse eight. Be respectful. Be respectful. Turn off all things like anger, rage, malice, and offensive language. Be respectful. Be respectful. Be honest. Do not lie to each other. That's pretty simple. By the way, you're going to see some orange words in here. Those orange words are what God calls you. It's who he says you are. So when you see an orange word, that's a promise from God to say who you are. Be honest. Don't lie to each other. You're a temple, which means that's where God's spirit lives. A new person that is constantly renewed in knowledge according to the image of God who created you. In this life, we're all made in God's image, family, all created equal, period. Regardless of what society, politics, agenda, right, left, who cares? I don't care what anybody says. The Bible says that you are made in God's image and we're all created equal, period. Verse 12, so as chosen people, you guys said chosen earlier, so as chosen people, be examples of Jesus because you are holy and loved. You have to own that this morning. You are holy and loved. And because you are, have a heart of mercy and compassion with humility and patience. Are you guys glad you have this? Yeah. Sorry, it took me so long to share. Endure with each other, verse 13, and forgive each other. This is the, this is the code. This is the way that we go. How do we do this? Endure with each other and forgive each other just as God forgave you. And that's tough though. doesn't matter. You like God's forgiveness? You should probably give it to somebody else. Why? Because we're all accepted. You are accepted by him. You are chosen. You're accepted by him. And in all things, add love, which covers everything. What do you mean? Everything. Let the peace of Christ, which makes you confident, you are confident, be in control of your heart and be thankful. Be thankful. Verse 16, don't stop living the Bible. Let it dwell in your heart because it keeps you connected. Teach and be an encouragement. Encourage one another with wisdom because you are wise and worship with all of your heart. Worship with all your heart. And whatever you do in word or deed or action, sorry, or action, a 2020 dude this guy, do it in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God, your heavenly father through him because he gives you Victory. Everybody say victory. Now I wanna, I'm going to hit pause right here on verse 20. I want to go down. You guys see this orange column over here? Here are the scriptures that back up what I just told you. I am chosen. That's James 1.18. I am accepted. That's Romans 15.7. I am confident. That's Ephesians 3.12. I am connected. That's John 15.5. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit, of God's Spirit to live in. That's 1 Corinthians 3.16. I am victorious. That's 2 Corinthians 2.14. It's there. And those are the additives. Verse 20, children, that's us. We're all, we're all children. We're all a child of God, okay? Be obedient to your parents. Be obedient to God. This pleases him. This pleases God. And whatever you do, this is tattooed on my right wrist, okay? I'm not a big tattoo guy, but this is right here. You'll never see it. I'm telling you today because it's right here because I am right-handed. And here's what verse 23 says. Whatever you do, do it with all of your heart, with enthusiasm for the Lord and not for people. 
I have people talk to me all the time about my prayers and the version I read out of, and guess what? I don't care. Because, because God's opinion is the only opinion that matters. And God's the only person that I am here for, right? And if you get to know him because I was here, we accomplished the goal, right? And so verse 24, this is huge. Because God has a reward for you that you can't imagine. So then continue to love, live, and lead like Jesus so others can learn from your example. So others can learn from your example. How we live is a result of who we are, not what we do. This is what we believe. This is how we keep Jesus at the center of our life, center of our house, center of our marriage, center of my fatherhood, the center of any relationship I have. This is how God made this really simple for us. He made it really simple for us. And so then how we live is a result of who we are, not what we do. Be this, be. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.